learn how to take a compliment. Mm. Like, because that's going to help you with all this self-doubt you're feeling mm. or pressure you're feeling. Like, whoever needs to hear this, just like, like, take a compliment, like, hold that, hold it in. Mm. If someone tells you how dope you are, hold that shit. Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, where we discuss a range of topics centered around art, creativity, mental health and wellness, and my favorite thing to talk about, listening to our intuitive guidance. I'm your host, Amikale Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each episode, I get radically honest on how I navigate being an intuitive creator, the struggles, the wins, the lessons, and of course, the intuitive hits. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful, and rarest self. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode and another week. I hope you all are having a lovely day evening or night, whenever you are tuning into this episode. I am super excited about today's interview, which I'm going to get into in a bit. This intro is going to be uh, super short and sweet and to the point. (laughs) I don't really um, have too much to share. I'm still in the middle of packing. I've actually done quite a bit of packing. My mom and sister came over yesterday to take some things that aren't traveling with me right away. So I'll essentially be moving with two large suitcases and um, one small suitcase, my cat who will be traveling with me on the flight and my laptop and camera. And then I'll be shipping some stuff directly to my new apartment. It's so funny because I feel like I'm in this weird middle space where I'm like holding on to Brooklyn while energetically like already in Santa Fe getting my life arranged and organized (laughs) it's it's quite interesting but um I'm just taking it one day at a time and really trying to stay present I'm excited though I'm looking forward to this fresh start um it's gonna be a new beginning I feel like I'm just starting with a clean slate in so many ways, so I can't wait to see how the future, soon to be present, all just continues to unfold for me. I do know I'm in a bit of a test right now, which I'll probably share a little more on uh, later next week, in next week's episode, but I'm just remaining curious to the situation just to see how it all plays out. So I'm just relying on sheer trust, which I feel like has been so much of my journey this year. I feel like spirit is constantly like reinitiating me into trusting myself and my guidance deeper and deeper, you know? And um, so, yeah, like I said, I'm just curious to see how it all unfolds. (laughs) Um, Oh, I also, I wanted to, I wanted to share a few of my new moon intentions from last week's new moon in Taurus. Uh, When I recorded last week's episode, I hadn't done my new moon intentions yet. Um, But I'm going to post um, a few on IG today. So I thought I'd share with you all as well. So here we go. 
It's going to be six of them, okay? So number one, intentions that I'm working with for the next new moon lunar cycle. Um, number one, I give myself permission to access and experience different levels of luxury. Mm. I give myself permission to access and experience different levels of luxury. Number two, I am inviting more flow and ease into my life. I am inviting more flow and ease into my life. Number three, I value the luxury of comfort and balance over convenience and disharmony. I value the luxury of comfort and balance over convenience and disharmony. Number four, every day I am activating my inherent worthiness, divine favor, and prosperity. Every day I am activating my inherent worthiness, divine favor, and prosperity. Number five, I am the co-creator of my reality. I honor my intuition and lean into the guidance of the creator. I am the co-creator of my reality. I honor my intuition and lean into the guidance of the creator. And lastly, number six, I give myself the luxury of creating more space to accomplish my goals and realize my dreams. I give myself the luxury of creating more space to accomplish my goals and realize my dreams. Yeah, so I, I hope that is helpful for someone. If you maybe needed some new moon intention uh, inspirations or just wanted to add a few to your own, go for it. There you go. Um, and then lastly, really quickly, I wanted to talk about tiger spirit medicine. So I had a very interesting dream, um, because I was waking up and going back to sleep until about 11 a.m. today. Uh, but there was a tiger in my dream, very clear as day. And in the dream, it was like somebody's pet. So there was a fence between me and the tiger. So initially I was there with a friend and she knew the owner of the tiger. So while they were talking, chopping it up, I was sitting here looking at this tiger like, is this really a tiger? And it's funny because in the dream I kept trying to convince myself that it was a pit bull with tiger stripes. <laughs> I was like, this is not a real tiger. Like this is someone's pet. It's behind a fence and it was like this big ass like yard that they had, like at least an acre of like land. But in my mind, I'm still like, this this tiger is not real. I cannot believe this person has a tiger as a pet. And so I was like internally bugging out. And somewhere along the dreamscape or whatever, the fence just disappears. And I can feel myself getting really nervous. Like, OMG, I don't have anything to protect me from this tiger, which could just attack me at any moment. Now... This is all the stuff going through my mind inside of the dream. So, so like mentally I'm freaking out like damn near, I'm like in fight or flight mode. 
my friend's over there chopping it up with her friend who owns a tiger. And I'm over here like, what the fuck? There's this, like, this tiger here. <laughs> Meanwhile, okay, here's the kicker. While I'm over here having a whole ass episode freaking out, the tiger is just looking at me, rolling over playfully. And it, it was funny because it reminded me, like, there was, there was a second in the dream where we, like, connected eyes we locked eyes and just the way it was just being playful and rolling over and just kind of looking at me it reminded me so much of my cat um my cat Andy and so in the dream I was like is this Andy like as a tiger <laughs> that's what it felt like you know because when we locked eyes there was like this there was this definitely a sense of familiarity and so like I said the tiger was just chilling there. It had no intentions of harming me. Um, I was the one who was freaking out on the inside. So obviously I was very curious as to what message that was sending me. Now, I have an idea. Like I said earlier, I've been tested around something. and I'm pretty sure this dream is a metaphor or some kind of symbolism to that. But nonetheless, I wanted to look up what tiger medicine was. Um... And share it with you all. So let me pull up this beautiful little site that I found called whatismyspiritanimal.com. And so this is what they had to say. It says, when tiger enters your dreamscape, it may represent your untamed nature and a need to let your wild side out to play. If the tiger chases you, your dream is encouraging you to explore and embrace your shadow self to achieve a greater sense of wholeness emotionally and spiritually. If there is an emphasis on the tiger stripes, which in my dream there was, again, I was trying to convince myself that this tiger was a big ass pit bull with tiger stripes. <laughs> Not really sure why. <laughs> um, but if there is an emphasis on the tiger stripes, your dream points to waking life conditions where you or someone you are interacting with may be too inflexible or unmoving. Hmm. I guess that's where the phrase a tiger never loses its stripes comes from <laughs> uh if you are fleeing from a tiger in the jungle you may feel overwhelmed by present conditions or your dream is telling you that you are not ready to face what it is you fear the most so to dream of a tame tiger foretells of conditions free of emotional turmoil or, or, or overcoming phobias so i feel like my in my instance it was a little bit of the Emphasis on the tiger stripes, and then also, clearly this tiger was a tame tiger, so interesting. Again, very interesting. I was very curious to see what that meant. Um, so yeah, I hope that was helpful and insightful for someone else who may be having dreams about a tiger. <laughs> or a tiger spirit animal in general. So, let's get into today's guest. I interviewed, had the lovely pleasure of interviewing my beautiful friend, Aaron Niger. He is an amazing individual with such a big, big, big heart, multi-passionate, multi-faceted, just a creative through and through. So we talk about his company, Paper Therapy Cards, um, how he got started. We discuss how he advocates for cultural diversity with his job and how he creates impact in the workplace. Um, and because it is Mental Health Awareness Month, we also talk about his mental health journey, and he shares with me how he became a mental health enthusiast. <laughs> I love that. I love that term. 
mental health enthusiast and how that's also played a very significant role in him creating his company, Paper Therapy Card. So we hit on so many points in this interview. I think you all are really going to like this episode and really enjoy Aaron's take and just his philosophy on life. Um, it really is a great, great, great interview. So without further ado, here is my discussion with Aaron Niger. So yes, my love, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for just taking out this time and space and energy for me. I've been looking forward to this conversation and just being able to talk to you more and just be able to pick your brain, you know? So go mm-hmm. ahead and introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, what you do, all those beautiful things. Yes, yes, I am Aaron Najay. I am a photographer. Um, I do fashion and product photography. I also am a cultural strategist. I work at an advertising agency and really trying to not only do strategy, but make sure that I really acknowledge the intersections of race, gender, and other um, like intersections within different communities to make sure that our strategy is really honing in on our target audience. Um, I also do creative direction. So if anybody needs like just help kind of ideating around a creative idea, I'm there. I'm there for like video shoots and all things like that. Um, and I also, I recently just kind of saying I'm a wellness enthusiast. Um, I really like saying that because I don't want people to think that I'm a therapist, not yet anyway, but yes. I'm a therapist or somebody who's like really a big professional in the field. But right now I'm just learning, I'm reading books, I'm talking to people, having discussions with other therapists and really kind of understanding the wellness space in that aspect. So that's me. Um, I love to dance. I love to just create. I love to just, I don't know. That's just me. Mm, I love that. Talk about this enthusiast. Would you say, right? Enthusiast? Yes, wellness enthusiast. Yeah, I love that. Wellness and all that excites me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of see it as though like, Anything I see about wellness, I'm willing to pick up and learn. Or if I see something online and we really like delve deep into it, ask therapists questions. Mm-hmm. My mom's a therapist too, as well. So oh, I didn't know that. Talk to her about stuff. Yep. She just got um, her PhD back in like 2019, right before the pandemic. So I'm super wow. proud of her. Um, so yeah, so my mom's doing therapy now. And so kind of talking to my own therapist my therapist in my circle, mm. other like wellness practitioners, whether it's meditation to acupuncture to different things like that. I just love to learn and get excited about it. Um, and that's one thing that really excites my paper therapy that it's like my own kind of wellness piece out into the world. Mm-hmm, yes. And I want to definitely dig into that paper therapy because just, I mean, I know we have a personal relationship, but just mm-hmm. from the outside looking in, I'm very curious as to what led you to start that. What was the idea? Like, what was that whole process? Yes, I love this question because it's a it's a story. Um, so during the pandemic, um, one of my friends created this thing called Distant Connections. And Distant Connections was to really connect different creators and people and ideators together because it was hard for us to connect during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so what they did was is that they give you a prompt and they put you together with a total stranger for 24 hours. So you and that total stranger has to create within that 24 hour space. And they gave us mental health because we talked about how passionate we were about that. Mm. And for me, it was like, I really was thinking and ideating on what I wanted to do around mental health. And I looked to the side and I have affirmations on sticky notes on my dresser. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know my aesthetic, they're matte black mm-hmm. with silver permanent marker. And I have that. But when I really thought about it, 
they became part of the furniture. Like, you know, when you stick something up there and you kind of keep it and it's like a quote or something like mm -hmm. that, eventually it becomes a part of the furniture and you don't really allow it to seep in or you kind of ignore it or you walk mm -hmm. past it throughout the day. And so I was trying to figure out how to make affirmations more accessible, make affirmations more entertaining and just there for you instead of just being a part of the scenery and furniture that you have around. And so at the time, I was also helping one of my friends with their cards. They were just creating some black um, playing cards and things like that. And so I was already in the card mindset anyway. And I also have some friends who do tarot. And I was just thinking about like how to make affirmations more fun and accessible. And I think um, I was thinking about like, okay, let's make them into cards. So for the process, we created honestly this in almost 24 hours. Uh -huh. But the way we did it was is that it was on a PDF. So we thought that people can print them out, cut them out and use them like that. And um, I did do mock-ups of the cards, like if they were real cards and how they mm -hmm. would look. And so when they announced it, um, when Distant Connections announced it on the page, um, we had a lot of different feedback and comments saying like, oh, I want these cards. We had therapists say they want these for their clients. Wow. We had teachers say they want these for their students. And we had some people say like, you know, the holidays is in a few months. I would love to have these as gifts. And so for me, I was like, you know, I always love an opportunity. And I was like, mm -hmm. maybe I can try to make this work. Um, and me and my, um, the co-creator at the time, she was kind of busy. So she was like that she doesn't really have time to do it. So I was like, okay, let me figure out how I can do it on my own. And so I was like, I could possibly do pre-orders and then pay for the rest of the pocket. Mm -hmm. So my goal was to really just sell 30 and pay for the rest. But I ended up selling 100. What? And the 100 P orders pay for all my orders that pay for my website. It helped kind of invest into the LLC portion. Mm. So it really was powerful to see how people love this product and really believed in it. And so it's just kind of funny just to know that this kind of happened almost over a weekend. Mm. The fact that it wasn't nothing that was truly planned, but the fact that I had the energy and the love for mental health and I already had the idea and really wanted to figure out how affirmations can be more accessible it made it work. And the fact that now it's a business, got the website going, I was featured in BuzzFeed, mm -hmm. I was featured in Vanity Fair. And it's wild just to see how much love is getting. Mm. Um, mm. And it was just something that I was doing for a little project to be creative. I love that. And I love hearing stories like that because that just really goes to show you like the divinity of all this. Like your purpose is connected to this like when you when yeah. things just like unfold like that just wildly and, and organically like that's how you know you're really in your like your purpose mm -hmm. and I had another guest on one a, a friend that I went to college with the CEO of Munet Naturals and she had a, a kind of similar story where she just had like an idea um a need essentially um for she had developed cystic ac acne during her pregnancy and she was just like yeah I was just looking for holistic skincare products because I'm I'm pregnant like I didn't want to put a bunch of chemicals on my body and now fast forward two years later like she's being sold in like walmart.com and i had a conversation with her last night and she's about to hit like another huge stride in her business but all right. of it just started like i needed this thing for myself you know uh -huh. it wasn't even like i'm trying to make this big huge goal and da 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 so yeah. i i love that because it really just encourages people and inspires people like if you have that idea and you have love for that idea like go for mm -hmm. it just try it just see what happens like I mean, you know what I mean? You didn't have yeah. any expectations on this and it's just mm -hmm. kind of unfolded right before you. And yeah, it was, that's a, incredible. It was a real learning experience, mm -hmm. um, just especially for me, because I like to plan stuff out. 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm a Capricorn. Ooh, so, I feel that Capricorn energy. Yeah, I'm a Capricorn, Cancer Moon, and Aquarius rising. And oh, so, that's why we get along so well. So you can dig deep into all that when you mm-hmm. want to. But mm-hmm. I'm like a planner, and so one thing that I also started in 2020 was Brother Nature, and Brother Nature was going to be my business about. Um, all natural soaps, um, butters, incense, and it was going to be my kind of play to get into the home goods space because mm-hmm. one of my goals is to be doing home goods and doing interior stuff like that. And that was all planned. I had like designs and things like that, but then paper therapy happened in one weekend, mm-hmm. blew up. And so it, it goes to show that like, yeah, you can plan for stuff, but sometimes you're going to get blessed, randomly, not expected. Um, so I'm still going to do Brother Nature, but paper therapy is kind of in the forefront now mm-hmm. as I get the processes in place. Um, a lot of people know this, but I'm going to come out with a second edition soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so just really trying to get this in a good space so that way like I can just let it go easy and then I can do Brother Nature and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm super excited. It was, it was a learning experience for me that like not everything is going to be planned. Sometimes blessings or door opportunities going to happen all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You have to be ready for it. Yeah, that's so. Mm, listen, you have to be ready for it. Like, um, yeah, I just had that quote come into my head. Um, it's like, success is preparation and what's it? I can't remember the other half. It was like success is preparation, something else. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's so true. You know, like just being prepared, even even though it wasn't something that you had planned, but like. I feel like definitely in your subconscious mind, it was kind of like already percolating. It's just like the pieces just needed to be like put together, yeah. you know? Yeah, and it's, so. it's like you have to be prepared, but also you have to also hold, hold and create space for the mm. opportunity. Mm. Sometimes we don't create and hold space for opportunities to come in our way. Mm. So what, does was, that, what does that mean to you? And what, is that, and what did that look like for you? I think it was similar to how like the way me and my co-creator kind of took it where like they were too busy didn't have time for it and for me I had the passion for it and I was like I'm gonna open up and try this like I don't know how it's gonna do I don't know how it's gonna go I don't know how many pre-orders are gonna sell but let me just try and I was open to that and I had and I was open to opportunity open to that blessing open to to see what will happen with this and some people are not open to certain stuff mm-hmm. or they kind of like shut, shut it down automatically because they think they're too busy well, like, hold, hold space, make opportunity for that blessing. You, you never know. So I made time for it. Mm, I love that. <laughs> that's it, real. That was happening. That's real. That that spoke to me real deep. Um, because I'm in the process of you know like really getting. I mean, my business has already been started, but just really honing in on it. Like you said, creating space to allow it to grow, pouring into it with love and not expectation, not fear. Um, mm-hmm. so that's a lesson I've definitely had to learn. Um, so I was had a question popping up into my mind. It's just as far as like the business aspect when you were talking about how you were, um, I think you had only like essentially planned for like 30 pre-orders and you ended up getting a hundred. So yeah. what did that process look like for you? Like getting the pre-orders out there, getting the word out there. Like what was that? Um, what was the strategy behind that? The strategy was more so just one, I knew the holidays were coming up. And so when I did the pre-orders, I ended up making like a stocking set that people can have for the holidays. Um, Cause this was around November when I was doing pre-orders. And mm-hmm. so I knew December was coming up. So my goal was to reach out to my whole circle. And I love that like a lot of the pre-orders are from my like close circle or my support mm-hmm. system, whether it was friends, families, my mom bought a lot, like my boss bought a lot. And then mm-hmm. just like the way that they were just outpouring of the support. And so I think 
it was less of a strategy, but more of just like kind of moving with my heart at that time. Okay. Um, and of course, yeah, I'm a strategist. So sometimes there's automatic strategy within a lot of stuff. But at that moment, I was moving with my heart and just trying to share it to all my circles and my support groups and my friends and families and things mm-hmm. like that. So I love that. I love that. Yeah. Moving, moving from that heart space. That's, that's so important. That's a lesson I had to learn, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of months ago, just getting my mind and my heart on the same page. Cause a lot of times, you know, our minds really wrapped up it's ego driven, right? It's like, okay, how can I get this? Like I said, going back to the expectations, going back to the worry, the doubt, the fear, what if this doesn't work or I needed to do X, Y, and Z thing for me. Um, yeah. And, and you do lose that heart. You do lose the passion and just, just mm-hmm. really doing it from a really good place and space. So that way you can receive that blessing. Cause it's, when you start exactly. to put all the, it needs to look like this and it has to do this and it has to have that, then you do lose a lot of the, the whimsy. You do lose a lot of the creativity, you know, because you're so focused mm-hmm. on getting that, that return. And yeah, so- yeah. I, totally, I totally agree with that. And I think for me that helps. And I was talking to one of my good friends, Joseph about it and that, what helps me a little bit is that I kind of look at myself almost like I look at some of the brands I work on at the mm-hmm. agency. Like, what is my North Star? What is my end goal? What is that thing there? And I look at my North Star and that helps me kind of guide my, like, how I go and how I move. It helps mm-hmm. me guide on the decisions that I make. Like, if this collaboration is going to help me with my North Star. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, I kind of see my, and I'm still like playing with it, but my North Star that I kind of see is just like, creating community, connecting community, and like help growing community and creating dope shit. Mm-hmm. And I think those are like my North Star in a sense. And I was like, is what I'm doing, doing one of those things. And mm-hmm. I was like, paper therapy is gonna help my community. And so that I'm gonna do it. And so I really look at that North Star, whatever that goal is you have, like just distill it into one line. If whatever you wanna do or decide to do, like reaches that, then go for it. Mm. And so kind of like having that helps you align it. That sometimes helps some of my friends too when I talk to them about even when like some of them are influencers and they get offered so many jobs and payment, things like that. But if it doesn't reach your North Star, then really question if you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Because brands are going to want you to do all types of shit. But if it doesn't reach what you want to do in your goal, your end goal, like for me, like helping communities, creating community, helping them heal, then maybe I don't want to do it. I think that kind of helps me with my business mindset is that when I decide something, I kind of question myself, like, is this going to help me reach where I want to reach? Right. I love that. I'm so glad you said that because that's, I talk about this a lot here on the podcast, just staying connected to your why is something that I'm having to constantly remind myself to stay connected to my why because it's so easy to just get distracted. Um, but, but I love how you put it, like your North star and just making sure that it aligns with, with your North star. I think that's beautiful. And yeah. I definitely took that in my, into my heart space. Cause I, I love that. No, I really did. I really love that. Um, yeah. You're giving me a lot of medicine today. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I try, I try. I'm so for real. Yeah. So I would love to get into a little bit of your mental health journey, just on a personal level. What does that Ooh, look boy. like for you? When did Ooh, you boy. first start? Like <laughs> whatever you want to talk about, how deep you want to go, I'm here for it. Um, so like I was, I, 
learned more about mental health in college. Um, I talked about it on my radio show that I had at the time. What? You had a radio so, show in college? Yeah, I had a radio show. We kind of turned into a podcast, too. I was doing it with my good friend, Bree, and we talked about just, like, everything Black, entertainment, Ooh. mental health, business. We were business students, so we kind of tried to add all that stuff to it, and we all kind of looked at it from a different lens because I was a fashion photographer, fashion editor of a magazine in school. Mm. She was doing her own business, and she was, like, just doing the damn thing so we kind of both was like yo let's do this like we both dope people we love music let's create this radio show and so the radio show that's when i kind of dabbled into mental health Mm -hmm. but when i really got serious is when i moved to new york i moved to new york by myself didn't have really a like a friend group here a tribe or anything to connect with i really started to feel alone um i got depressed for a little bit um and that's when i really was trying to figure out things. I was getting mm-hmm. depressed from like just having imposter syndrome and self-doubt at work. Um, I was dealing with, like I said, the friend group, trying to understand like this new, like being in New York for the, like living here for the first time, but also working my first full-time job mm-hmm. and trying to maneuver all this space. And then at the time too, I found out that I was pre-diabetic. Oh, um, wow. And then I just kept finding out so many different things that kind of hurt my mental health in a sense Mm -hmm. and so that's when I was talking to um, a few of my friends about just therapy and I had someone who already went to therapy and I was thinking about therapy I was like I support therapy but I was one of the ones like I don't think I need it right now Mm -hmm. I think I'm okay I may just smoke a little bit and just like meditate and I'll be okay Mm -hmm. um but then I kind of learned that it's okay to go to therapy anytime like you don't have to wait to when you think you need to go to therapy you just go so you won't have to need it mm, and that's that. kind of something i had to learn by myself and so i did that i went to um hill house which is in brooklyn yes i love um, hill house yes they had this black men's mental health event where were just so many black men talk about mental health and that was also powerful to see that too of like how many black men um and black masculine individuals there that really was trying to understand like the space because toxic masculinity is out there Mm -hmm. patriarchy is a big thing and how we maneuver against also systemic racism Mm -hmm. um as a black man in this space we're also trying to make sure we're strong for the people around us but also learning like we all need therapy too like black men need it the most like listen let's (laughs) speak on it now okay yes and so i think that at that time of me being in brooklyn and starting therapy, going to this Black men's mental health thing at Hill House, um, really impacted to for me to see how important it is for mental health. Mm-hmm. That I talked about it a little bit, I preached about it, but I never really internalized it as mm-hmm. I should have. Like I was just constantly just saying like, yeah, mental health is important. Are you going to therapy? Good job for you. But I never really just like took it in. Mm-hmm. And like, I need it myself. Like, why the hell am I telling everybody else like good job and doing stuff like that, but never internalizing it for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really yeah. had to sit with myself and like, I, I need to go to therapy. Like I'm up here, like crying when I'm going on the train to work Wow. and just seeing like, this is really for me? Like, or do I really want to be in New York? Like, um, my friends are back in Virginia. Mm-hmm like really trying to figure that out. And then I started to, like I said, go to therapy, try to find my friend group here. Um, and it was super powerful. Like 
like especially like meeting you and Naya mm -hmm. um, and my friend Joseph and my friend James, like all these groups, like all, all of y'all were just so supportive and mm -hmm. we all kind of support each other yeah. and our mental health and our spiritual health and our just like everything. And I think, thank God for all that. Like, I think that it was dope just to see it all come together. And like from financial stuff, I found a financial therapist, a financial advisor, a therapist, I got a support group. I started yes. kickboxing. Like I just started to kind of find ways because mental health looks different for everybody too. Like Absolutely. kickboxing was a part of my mental health journey. Mm -hmm. um, therapy as too, like, so, like support of friends, but like I had to like really take control of it myself. I love that. And yeah. When you, as you were talking, I was like, oh, yeah, you were getting your power back. That's what it sounded like to me. Like you were uh -huh. allowing yourself to go and experience all these things. I was like, oh, yeah, he was getting his power back. Getting mm. your power back. You were, you were being able to see, like, oh, okay, like I, I, I'm in control, you know, like, mm. and that's the tricky thing about, you know, experiencing depression. Actually, just, I just did an episode about my, my journey with depression and anxiety. It's like, you do feel so helpless and you do feel so powerless, you know, and it's really easy to, to get stuck in that mentality, you know, and, yeah. and, it, and it just isolates you even more. But once you realize, okay, I just have to reach out for help. I just have to tell somebody what I'm going through or how I'm feeling. Then you realize, oh, well, I actually have all these people around me who are wanting to support me. Um, yeah. I just had to let them know that I needed some support, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and that can be a very big and tough step to take, you know, because it does, I don't know, there's, and I don't know if it's just within our culture, like being black people as a whole, but it's just like that level of vulnerability uh -huh. of being able to just step outside of thinking that is weakness or thinking that, yeah. you know, it maybe for you, like not masculine or whatever the case may uh -huh. be. It's like, no, like vulnerability is really like, there's so much strength and vulnerability in being able to be that brave and courageous to be like, hey, listen, like I've been really going through some tough shit. I'm having these thoughts. Like I really need some help, you know, like what, yeah. like, can you assist me? Can you hold space for me? Like can you uh -huh. suggest a therapist for me? It's like, there's so much beauty in that. And, and, and at the end of the day, you do feel like, okay, like, whew, it's like a, it's like a little bit of a, a weight has been lifted yeah. off your chest, you know? It's like, you need to remind yourself that you're not alone. Yeah. You have your support system. You have other people that you can just, can't really just bring on and pay. Like their, like their business is like your paid friend to help mm -hmm. you. Like mm -hmm. you're there. And also you have your ancestors or God that you believe in too, to help you. Yeah. So I think that we have to remember that we're not doing this alone. Absolutely. And also one thing I learned too is, is it's a journey. It's a process. It is. Like just going to and finding all these people isn't going to be just the only thing you have to do. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a growing, like unlearning, learning, healing, more growing that you have to do during this time. Is a lot of times we think it's going to be a quick fix when we find a therapist or a quick fix when we find these things, but it's actually a process. Yeah. And I'm still going through that process now after a few years after having a therapist and having a support group. I'm still learning that to this day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that because that was definitely me. I was like, oh, I, I got into spirituality and I started I started my spiritual reawakening, as I call it. So I was just like, OK, like I'm finding these things. And I started with a um, I started a I did an intuitive lifestyle coach program that I met at Hill House. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm like, OK, I'm going to work with her. And she's going to give me all the answers and I'm going to just yeah. go my merry way. <laughs> and like you said, is absolutely a 
journey. And for me, the turning point was like when I got reconnected to my higher self and my intuition. Yeah. And uh -huh. that's what kind of led me down my my journey and my path. So I'm curious, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, like your spiritual journey and your spiritual health and wellness. What does that look like for you? What are your some tips, tricks, techniques? Like how do you stay grounded? Um, there's a few different things. I would say one is affirmations mm -hmm. and it's something that I've been working on um, in therapy too, is just trying to make the right affirmations that will help me and that, that I can have them stick to me. Um, also smoking and CBD has been mm -hmm. helping me too. That has been a part of my self-healing journey along with meditation because sometimes my brain will go every which, which way and sometimes I got to just do either breath work or just sit there and really meditate. Um, and those are really part of my um, self-healing and then kickboxing, working out, doing things like that um, are part of that as well. Mm -hmm. um, so um, multiple different things. It depends on like what mood I'm in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some people would think that self-healing looks a certain way at a certain time. That's the reason why I love paper therapy too is because you don't have to just have your incense and sage and like your sound bath and things like going on mm -hmm. with them. These you can carry anywhere. So you can do affirmation in the subway. You can do an affirmation when you're at work. You can do affirmation between meetings. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I love about that and trying to show everybody too, is that your self-healing and your self-care time can just look different either way. It doesn't have to be an hour long, 30 minute long thing. It could be five minutes. And that's what I'm learning too, is that depending on where I'm at in that day or how I'm feeling, I switch them up, affirmation, CBD, a meditation, going for a walk, talking to a friend. Like mm -hmm. I think all those are part of that, that self-healing spiritual journey for me. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that because I've recently had to let go of my own rigidity around what my morning ritual looks like and all these things. And I was being really hard on myself. I'm like, okay, like mm -hmm. I, I had allotted like two hours for myself every day to like do my, my, my process and everything. <laughs> and I was just like, okay this this is a long time a and b i'm actually like going over two hours like do i really need this much time and right. like you said i really you don't want to feel like, like a job you don't want to feel like it's a work or hassle <sighs> exactly, either exactly exactly and i was feeling bad i'm like, okay i didn't get to journal do my yoga and my meditation and this and that and 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 it was just like okay like today i'm, I'm gonna do my kundalini yoga if i have time to journal great i'll do my affirmations um, yeah. one thing I do consistently every single day, I light an incense. I have to have incense. I love burning incense and I light a candle and I have water for my ancestors. And that's mm -hmm. like every single day, you know, that's something I know I could do takes less than a couple of minutes. And it's like, okay, cool. That's checked off. Right. And then, um, and then, yeah, like I've been just allowing myself to just kind of go with the flow. Like the other day I journaled the day before that I, I did my, I did my new moon intentions for the past the new flow. moon yeah go with the flow and that's what i'm having to learn too like it doesn't have to look a certain way every single day you know and that's what we get like from social to be honest you see yeah. people like the aesthetically pleasing like room with the plants and like <laughs> the mud cloth like i got my mud cloth in the back but like just having like all that in there with the sage burning the incense going some type of music and we just mm -hmm. see this as like this is premium self-care self-love time mm -hmm. that's not always the case mm -hmm. like sometimes just a five minute breathe like breath work exercise can be that thing for you yeah um and so we kind of have to get out that thing that affirmation or like self-care and self-healing looks one way mm -hmm.
Mm-hmm. Ashe. Ashe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's so funny because that's what I'm always preaching about, like authentic self-care, authentic self-care. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind myself as well, like authentic self-care also means that today is one thing, tomorrow might be another. Right. The day after that. You out. Like yeah, the exactly. that our period, like you would set up a meeting on Zoom. <laughs> like you should not, <laughs> like it should not be stressing you out, girl. Like <laughs> You better light your incense, do some box breathing and call it a day. You do not need to be doing this whole set up like Erica Badu. And Listen. Like- <laughs> and it goes back to that perfection and that perfectionism we were talking about before we got on. Like, yes. that, that'd be me, you know, and I'd be uh-huh. have to like snap myself out. Like, okay, like just do the best you can do, right? The four agreements, yeah. Don Miguel Ruiz, like just do the best you can do as long as and you're And that's a part of the journey. Like yeah. you're unlearning the shit that you see on social or you see that self-love and things should look like. Mm-hmm. It's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. the beautiful thing about it. It's different for everybody and you can do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I did some meditations on the subway train, I was like on the way to work, I was like, let me meditate right fast. I got some time. Let me just go and meditate. Like it could be anywhere. And that's mm-hmm. we have to kind of really push that, that it is accessible. You don't have to have a yoga mat, incense and things like that. And that's, like I said, paper therapy, I wanted to make sure that it was accessible because mm-hmm. people think that they only can have it a certain way. Yeah, yeah. And I remember last time we talked, you, know, you pulled a couple of cards for me and I actually still have um, them written down on my post notes. I'm, I'm going to get my own set of cards. I know I'm, I'm going to, the ones I'm getting now are for my clients. Well, I was thinking yeah. as you were talking, I was like, I need to get a set for myself, especially before I move. Cause mm-hmm. I already know this whole, once I move to Santa Fe, it's going to be a little disheveled for a second. And I'm going to need something just to kind of help me stay grounded, you know, yes. so I don't get too far off course for too long. Um, but one of the things that you had, one of the cards that you had pulled for me said, as I am, you know what, let me not do that. Let me pull it right <laughs> off here so I can get it right. As I am right now, I am worthy of love. And I love that one. And then the other one you have pulled for me is my body is home. I will build it up, not tear it down. Yes. I love those two. But as I am right now, I am worthy of love. That's the one that's hitting home for me. Mm. That's the one that's hitting home for me because... We, we are so deserving. We are so worthy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's really up to us to make sure that we remind ourselves, we affirm ourselves, we affirm thyself every day. You know, yeah, you that every sometimes day. Sometimes we feel as though that we have to be a certain way to be loved. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, sometimes people will wait. They're like, oh, I have to lose 50 pounds, then someone can love me. Mm-hmm. Or I have to have a certain amount of money in my bank account and people can love me. And people should love you the way you are now. Yeah. They love the way you are now. They're going to really love you whatever journey you decide to go on. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Mm, that's so yeah. real. I, I love that. Like those, I, um, before the end of this, we should pull a few more. Um, yes. Just kind of read them out as well. So Absolutely. I'm totally down for it. Ah, I love, I would love that. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit. I'm very curious. As far as 2020 goes, what was your biggest takeaway and how did it impact you both personally and professionally? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Even like when you said it, like you sent me the question, I was like, oh, this is a good one. How am I going to answer this? And it's like, <laughs> it kind of taught me a lot. It taught me to slow the fuck down. Mm. That's one. 
because especially in New York, you oftentimes just feel like that you need to go like super fast mm-hmm. and have to get so you can get stuff done. But actually, I would be like, when I slowed down, I got a lot more done. Mm-hmm. Like I started Brother Nature. I started paper therapy, mm-hmm. like being at home and just being with myself. Like you, we always seem that we have to be connecting and networking all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like going on one train to another, taking flights. And like, you, we always say that we have to do all this stuff, but sometimes it's okay just to slow down and yeah. really like one reassess, like, like you said earlier, the why mm-hmm. and North star reassess that. And I had time to reassess my why, mm-hmm. like, why am I really doing like, doing cultural strategy why am I creating paper therapy why I'm doing photography and all those made me align why I'm doing it like I want to make sure that for cultural strategy I have different communities being heard mm-hmm. and that they're really being marketed well to and not being like brands not being insensitive I create photography because one I just love to create like mm-hmm. one of my things is creating dope shit but also like shooting like black and melanated models and mm-hmm. things like that um create direction and just interior design is not really like a lot of black men doing interior design or home goods so mm-hmm. like in that space and just make sure that i make luxury accessible for different folks and that's one thing i want to do for brother nature is that i want my home goods to be luxury and that black people deserve luxury too mm. like we deserve it and some of us don't even understand like what luxury is because mm. as though it was so i don't know not connected to us you mm-hmm. re- rarely saw like images of black folks have a luxury things and i want to make sure luxury is accessible like even from the aesthetic of paper therapy i wanted to make it seem like it was luxury mm-hmm. that you have in your hand so it's like so funny you said that sorry to cut you off um you're good but uh i literally in my last episode i literally or a couple episodes ago i um <clears throat> excuse me i realized that i had luxury in my shadow so I'm I'm a part of this this uh, community called To Be Magnetic um, by Lacey Phillips. She's a neuro manifestation um, advisor or whatever. And so I was doing her workshop up level because that's what I feel like this move is really taking me to the next level in my life with my business, everything. And um, so she, the part of this workshop, she has you break down four of your um, what does she call them? They're four of your, um, oh, your authentic code. So like the top four pillars of your authentic code. And for me, one of mine was luxury. And I, I, I was kind of afraid to like, to really own that because, you know, we have this, this lofty idea of what luxury is, right? Like designer things and like $5 million yeah. homes and like blah, blah, blah. Capitalism. Yeah. But when I broke it down for me, what luxury is, luxury was like comfort, ease. Um, yes, I like nice things, but it doesn't mean it has to be designer or anything crazy. Like it's just um, well-made goods, well-made products. Like quality. Like quality, exactly. Product. Quality things, things that feel good, things that, mm-hmm. you know, um, really allow me to be my most authentic self. And And once I really broke it down, I was like, oh, like this my idea of luxury it felt unaccessible and it felt unattainable but really when i look at what luxury is for me like i can definitely give myself these things and the things that i cannot i can work towards them you know and while still providing a sense of luxury in the meantime you know and i think that once we make it a habit of like hey listen even though i only got 200 dollars in my account like i'm still i'm not going to settle i'm not going to sell myself short you know, I'm still going to allow myself to feel luxurious and whatever, whatever my means are on that level until I 
while I'm still ascending and, and rising up to whatever other degrees I'm trying to go to. So I love, yeah. I, I just I love that you said that. Why brother nature, I wanted to be like accessible luxury. Mm -hmm. And like, I think we talk about this in another episode or something like that, because it's going to be a lot of nature stuff. But my whole thing is about mind, body and space. Mm. And I think some people feel as though they can have luxury things in their space. And I want to make sure that I can make home goods and interior stuff that feels like luxury for an affordable price because mm. everyone deserves some luxury stuff in their space. Yo, um, I just had a flash of Brother Nature and Target. <laughs> like legit. Like as you were talking, I was like, I want some Brother Nature stuff for my home. And I know paper therapy is running the race right now, but I'm just like, when is, when is Brother Nature launching? Soon, I, I need a candle or something in my new apartment. Something. Yes, soon, and that's why I say like when we launch, when like it really gets down, I would love to come back on this show, mm -hmm. and talk about it more because I'm big on like like that was my baby that I wanted to create in 2020 for paper therapy. Yeah, they kind of still align and they still can be a part of each other. But brother nature, like I really was in my like for brother nature, I used to create custom soaps back in college. Mm -hmm. And that's where people started giving me the name Brother Nature because I would make certain soaps. And my thing about my soaps is I wanted to also be gin and neutral. Mm -hmm. So I had like a lot of like vanilla lavender and a lot of different musk and things like that because a lot of masculine things, like you can't really find that in like the natural like aisles. You mm -hmm. see a lot of like lavender, like straight lavender. You see rose, you see all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to make all this accessible for, I don't know, I'm all big about accessibility. That I think that a hundred, it need like things need to be accessible for everybody. And yeah. I know that we go again through systematic racism and all those mm. things that stop us from getting the things that we want and high quality things. But I want to make a way for it to be accessible and people to have nicely designed things that isn't going to break their wallet. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that young black folks can see that like, yo, I can have a luxurious life too. Well, yeah. I can have luxury. I can have nice things. I can have things of quality as well mm, i love that so, i, love I really that. want to make sure that brother nature enhances the space mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i can't wait for brother nature to pop it's gonna be it's gonna be it's really nice <laughs> <laughs> you know i'll be there to support because you you know you gave me and i some samples of some soaps and i use them all like yeah, yep, they were they was gone. <laughs> so really, really nice quality things. They smelled amazing. And I'm I am a woman who likes the scents on a more musky, quote unquote, mm -hmm. masculine side. So I really appreciated yeah. it. Um, so yeah, I you definitely have something there and it's it's gonna rock. It's gonna definitely rock once it pops. <laughs> yes, yes. As once like paper therapy goes and like I said. This next edition, whenever I can get it out, is going to be super exciting. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, so another question I wanted to ask you, which still is going to kind of tie into the, you know, how 2020 impacted you professionally, is with your what you do for work, you know, your 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 day to day, <clears throat> excuse me, your day to day work. Um, how how has that changed over over the year of 2020? And then as well, like. I know you say you do a lot of like cultural engagement, making sure that different communities are being seen and being represented, being represented um, appropriately. Like, what does that look like when you're having to advocate for a certain advocate, advocate for a certain community or culture? Like, what is as long as you said, like navigate and like, advocate, <laughs> it's like I mean, and even though you didn't mean say it, it just connected of like 
navigating this space, but also like advocate. I love that. Thanks for tying that together. Advocate. That's a new word, y'all. Okay, get to that. Advocate. <laughs> you have to advocate to also navigate into the space that you want to like hold. You know, absolutely. You got to add together. Um, but to answer the question, I would say one. It it was interesting in 2020. Um, because every brand wanted to talk to the Black community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that my agency wanted to make sure that all the brands that we work on were really doing their best job. And I love that when I was able to push that some of our brands donated like hundreds and thousands of dollars to different causes and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it was nice to kind of be there, to be that voice to one, make sure that they're not just talking to talk, but also walking mm-hmm. walk open their wallet in person things like that. Um, but it was just nice to be there and advocate um, for that that money and funds for the different things. Um, I would say it was a struggle trying to also educate the different clients um, because some of them didn't really get it at the time or some of them wanted to like, oh, we, we're talking about it. Like, what else mm-hmm. do we have to do? Mm. Um, so it was, it was interesting to do that. Um, but it was also nice to be able to have a seat at the table in a sense. Mm-hmm. I think see at the table, like I know people debate about it, see the table, make your own table. I'm just at see the table right now. So then I can eventually make my own table, mm-hmm. make my own home goods overall. Listen, <laughs> like, okay. So I'm just here just learning. I think that along with that, um, I was able to learn more aspects of strategy. Mm-hmm. Like I have a great team who like really taught me how to evolve my strategy skills. I love that because it's also something I'm doing favorite therapy too. Like mm-hmm. I'm learning, I'm trying to do my other businesses in the way of life and also helping other people too. Um, so 2020 was a big year of learning. It was still a big year of also imposter syndrome and self-doubt, mm. but it was still like the levels of also learning and growing at the same time. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you know, a lot of times too, it's like you do have to experience the, the self-doubt um and all of that just so you can really get an idea of how much more how much more work you may need to do on yourself in that level in that aspect um and then it also I feel like provides a lot of clarity I mean I know in the moment in that space it's really hard to get through but it's like once you get to the other side you're like oh okay well I really had a lot of blocks around this one thing like I really mm-hmm. needed to work through that and so that's typically when we do experience those 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 emotions or those fears, um, that's really what's showing us. It's showing us, okay, like you want this thing, but you got a little bit more work to do, so that way you can actually push through it and go for it, you know. Mm-hmm. So or it's like the other flip side of like you already have everything you need. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I have to learn too. Is that there's some parts of that where you learn that you you're almost there. You have a little bit more learning to do, but it's mm-hmm. also the flip side of that. You sometimes you learn that. I have everything that mm-hmm. I need already mm-hmm. enough to be in this position or be here. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of learning both sides and when to really learn like, okay, like I'm humble enough to know that I have more work to do, but also yeah. I'm confident enough that like I'm already enough to be here, which is why mm-hmm. I'm doing that. I so I think it's the balance I would say with that. Definitely, I love that. Yeah. And I'm speaking of which, um, I haven't announced it out to like the public yet, but that's yeah. one of the, um, the next edition is self-doubt. Mm. I'm in imposter syndrome. So y'all here first. <laughs> <laughs> Got that exclusive. Yes. <laughs> but that's the next edition. Um, I, I know that, that 
I wanted something that like speak to my heart too and that I need my own self, but also a lot of people have told me that they're also having self-doubt and positive syndrome and things yeah, like that. Yeah. So I know that this is going to be a dope like next edition to really help and heal and really like help people in general. I agree. Like, I agree. Because I feel like another thing too that 2020 brought to us or for us, it really allowed us the space to start our own businesses. So many people are starting their own business right now because the job market is just crazy and, and you know the kind of jobs that are out there may not be for everybody so I think it's really allowed people to just be like you know I have always wanted to start this thing like let me use this time now and go for it and so I feel like that may be aware a lot of that imposter syndrome that self-doubt that self-worry can come in like okay do I really have what it takes to go for it to go for the gold essentially so I, I'm, I'm grateful that you're doing this this next edition about imposter syndrome and self-doubt it's going to help so many people including myself so I definitely will make sure I get myself um a set because yeah that that can be very tricky to navigate and the the interesting thing is you know when we're on this self-love self-care self-healing journey a lot of those things become so nuanced that you don't even realize that they're slipping and sliding in different parts of your life um, and so I think it's, it's going to be really impactful for people to have access to that, to that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think it's, I think it's super important because we all, a lot of us battle with that self-doubt and post syndrome. So yeah. I'm excited to have that be the next issue along with the self-healing edition. I think they will be super powerful tools and people's like wellness toolkit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, with everything that you've learned thus far between, um, what you do, for your career, what you do for your own personal business, how are you? How are you really able to, you know, take what you've learned thus far, and I guess essentially bring it back into your career space? Like you know, I know you do a lot of advocating, but when, when you're talking about making an impact and creating change, like what does that look like for you? How are you, how are you navigating that that world? Because I feel like a lot of times people are can be a little overly cautious and how they approach that um when they are working in the corporate setting even though it sounds like your agency is pretty is pretty open and things like yeah. that but there are a lot of people who are still trying to navigate okay how do I stick up for my community how do I you know mm -hmm. how do I stand up for this thing we just ran we just ran this I don't know this commercial or this campaign or whatever that kind of made me a little uneasy you know it's like how do you show up in your industry when you're needing to really step up like that I don't know, I'm just you can ask my director and my coworkers. I'm very vocal. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm not the one that'd be like, no, I don't think, like, I'm not just going to just be slightly with them. I'm just like, no, mm. the person doesn't work because they're problematic as hell mm. and that they should not be representing something, something, or blah, blah, blah. And so I'm very vocal about that. Like, anybody at the agency know that I will call something out, mm -hmm. like something that's canceled by the Black community. Like I, I'm always that person, so I'm not gonna be quiet about it. And okay. so that's one thing that I'm like proud about is that I'm just gonna be here, be mad at me for it, but I'm just gonna tell you like it is. Mm -hmm. Take me later because you're not gonna do something that's problematic and get the brand canceled. Mm -hmm. Any tips and suggestions that for anyone who may be in, in a similar um, career field or who may need to be able to be more vocal in like, have you always been like that? Or is this something that you had to learn and grow into? I think. It was a mixture of both. Okay. I think that like some of the agencies I've been to saw me as this cultural cool kid already. Mm -hmm. 
And so they kind of wanted me to let them know like if something really fit, was the right fit and things like that. So I think I was more empowered by my agency to do so. Um, but I think for the people who um, aren't empowered by their job, I would say that I just try to do it in small bits because at the end of the day, they hired you also for a reason and mm -hmm. they should validate and like feel as though that you're bringing something to the table and that's what you also bringing. But I also think having, sadly, having receipts and having research backing it can mm -hmm. also help. So like if someone's canceled, I would show a screenshot of why they're canceled, different articles that talked about it, different tweets that talked about it. Okay. Or if like something doesn't feel right to me, I kind of explain why. Mm -hmm. I think some people go in and just like, full activism mode and just say how they feel without understanding and like i know sometimes we're not in the space and we shouldn't also always be educating but at the same time when it's a kind of a part of your job or you really want to make sure that you're doing the best business sometimes it's best to like have that little education piece mm -hmm. and if you don't have the injury time to educate copy and paste that shit from google <laughs> like i think that like it's best when you do try to push back and really try to advocate, like have research, have data, mm -hmm. have something there to kind of prove what you're meaning. Mm -hmm. Because one, it's also good for you because sometimes we get caught up in being like that one voice of the community. Right. And so having screenshots and showing and looking at other things that are talking about it really lets you know, like, okay, I think this and so does this many people. I so I think that. try to speak up and talk about it and having that research data insight, information on it, screenshots, text messages can help push why something should be done. I love that. And as soon as you said that, I got the intuitive hit. I was like, that just takes so much pressure off of just you alone having to be the one to justify why you feel or why you're, you know, having to speak up for, a, you know, any specific thing. Like, yeah, when you have the numbers to be like, no, X, Y, and Z, dot, 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 happened. It's like, it definitely, um, like you said, it can definitely empower you and just take you, yeah. take the pressure off of you, you know? And even when you start with giving data, at a later date, they're not going to question you as much either. Mm -hmm. because they know that you probably have that data in your back pocket anyway. Mm, so. Set yourself up for success, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Wow. This has been such a beautiful conversation. So glad that we were able to talk and really powwow. You know, these are things that we, that don't just naturally come up in our normal conversations that's yeah. why I definitely wanted to have you on the show so that way we can really just get down to some of those nitty-gritty things mm -hmm. and um so yes anything else you want to mention or make note of before we pull a few cards um I would say that um and I noticed something you asked me earlier too about the industry and things like that um, and I think for me, one thing I love about paper therapy, one I really kind of was been intentional about mm -hmm. is that I wanted it to seem very gender neutral. And I said earlier about accessibility yeah. and that a lot of wellness cards, wellness items skew very feminine. And sometimes they have mm, like I love lavender, that you said that. lavender purple, they have lime green, sky blue, mm -hmm. and doesn't really appeal to the masculine audience. Um, so I wanted to make sure that my cars felt more gender neutral, more luxurious and things like that, which is why I went for the matte black. Like, also, it is my aesthetic, of course, and we know that. Mm -hmm. But I also <laughs> know that it's makes it more accessible for masculine folks to really pick it up. Yeah. Um, because it's just matte black, it looks dope and like aesthetically pleasing and things like that. Um, so 
that's one thing I really wanted to push with all, all my stuff is to make sure that it's accessible. And the fact that I have a lot of men buying my products is making me like super excited because I that's know that awesome. you know the one that aren't really going to therapy as much. So at least like if this inspires them to go to therapy or if the affirmations are helping them in their daily life. Like I have people who contacted me like, yo, this shit helps me. Mm. Like I can't afford therapy at the time or I can't afford therapy, but right now this is helping me. And I have to say, like, it's not a replacement for therapy at all. Mm -hmm. I see it as like a toolkit mm -hmm. for your mental health and wellness is that you can just have these in your back pocket, your purse, um, on your desk and just pick up one when you're kind of feeling down. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that they were accessible, which is why I like the aesthetic is kind of different than most affirmation cards in the industry or most wellness things overall. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love it. I'm really glad that you said that because, you know, as a woman, I typically don't pay attention to that. And maybe because I don't have to, like you said, they're, they're uh -huh. quote unquote colors that are already marketed towards me and geared towards me and such. Uh -huh. But at the same token, it's like, if I see something matte black that looks very sleek, looks very luxury, luxurious, I'm gonna pick it up. Like I'm not gonna go, oh, that's black. I'm not gonna, you know, whatever. But it's just like, yeah. like you said, having just having an option, having it there mm -hmm. already really kind of levels the playing field, you know? And going back to what we said earlier about, you know, how black men really need therapy and just healing tools and healing spaces and things like that. And it's like, as you as you brought that that point up it just clicked in my mind. It's like, well, we can't ask them to do something that's not accessible to them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I love that you said that it's gender neutral um, and the men are really going for it because it's like, yeah. you can't expect them or want them to do this thing, but there aren't things out there for them that they would, that would attract them or that would, yeah. you know, inspire them. Which also something that we have to unpack too, is that yeah. like, just because something is purple don't mean that it's just for women. Very true. That's Very another true. topic to just like also unpack <laughs> like about men in general and masculinity, but yeah. it's like, because it's pink and purple doesn't mean that it should, that you shouldn't pick it up too. Mm -hmm. but however, I wanted to meet them, meet everyone where they're at exactly. and just make them neutral that is kind of appealing to them as well exactly we got to get them in the door first once you get yeah. them in the door then we can throw some little you know some turquoise and some aqua blue and all the other stuff <laughs> in there that's <laughs> because yeah, like that's like i said it's nothing to unpack is that why like i don't know it's just funny and it's weird how like certain products are gendered in that way as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's one thing about paper therapy i wanted to make sure that um one for the black community, like on if you look at the cards, like on the back of the card, there's a woman with the afro on it. So I wanted yes. to make sure like, it was like sort of like, yeah, this is a black owned brand. Don't forget mm -hmm. that. <laughs> um, yeah, I was very intentional. And that's one thing, like one of the things I have on the website is be intentional. Yeah. So I wanted every little thing I do with this brand and also in life to like be about intention. Yeah. And so like so even key. when people order the cards, I put lavender in the bag. Mm. that way the experience starts off as soon as you open the package wow like it's it's a whole thing that i try to make sure that i'm being intentional with every aspect of my life and even like paper therapy in itself so mm. i love that thank you heart, so man. much for that thank you thank you so so much for that oh i love this conversation you know we can go on forever but i want to be respectful of our time and your time especially um so yeah let's pull some cords yes let me see and while I'm pulling, I just want to let everybody know to make sure they follow us on Instagram. Absolutely. At Paper Therapy Cards. Um, and then you can go check out the website at papertherapycards.com. 
Um, and soon, like I said, we're going to have the second edition out. I'm also working on some merch. Mm, oh, yes, um, merch. Want some get some totes ready, get some hats ready. There's something, and they're all going to have my saying be intentional on it. Mm, yes. Um, so I'll definitely grab one of those. And I'll be sure to link all of your socials mm-hmm. and website on the show notes as well. Yes, yes. So the first one we have here is be gentle with yourself. You're doing the best you can. Mm. Yes. Mm. So be gentle. And sometimes like that hit home for me too, because sometimes I'm just so hard on myself. Yeah. Like I'm always hard on myself and it it comes back to the perfectionist, like self doubt, like all that intertwined into one another. Yeah, Um, it really is. It really is. Sometimes we gotta be gentle with ourselves and know that we're doing the best that we can. And also just like one thing I learned about self doubt too is from my therapist is that sometimes we have to hold on to compliments more mm. and use them as ammo against our self-doubt and imposter syndrome mm. as a shield because self-doubt happens because you just kind of second guess it yourself but then actually people are telling you you're doing a dope job but for me i was in the space of like oh thank you i didn't know how to take the compliment yeah. oh okay um and things like that but i had to learn that like yo let me sit with it mm-hmm even meditate on it if I need to, screenshot it, have it for me when I'm on my down moment, mm. being hard on myself. Yeah. Like, no, you're doing your best you can. People are telling you that you're dope, that you're doing it, you're killing it. So why am I questioning myself? Why mm. is some posture not coming in? So I'm going to use that as ammo and shield against all that. I love that. That's a great, that's great advice. I love that. And then the next one is, my ability to conquer my challenges is limitless. My potential to succeed is infinite. Mm. Say that one more time. One more time? Okay. My ability to conquer my challenges is limitless. My potential to succeed is infinite. Mm. My potential to succeed is infinite. Yes. And your ability to conquer those challenges is limitless. Mm. So yeah, those, those are, are the- beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Um, one more question before we go, because it just hit it just hit my spirit. How do you come up with your with your phrases? Um, it's a mixture. It's like research, things that speak to me, talking to therapists, other wellness enthusiasts, and just kind of having like a community to kind of help me create it. Mm. Because at one point I was doing it myself and I was just like, no, I'd rather work with other people who may have other affirmations, different ones, therapists who may have something that's like very nuanced mm. in it or just have their critique because I, the call paper therapy, I want to make sure that like, for me not being like a extreme professional in the field, I wanted to make sure that it's get blessed by professionals in the field. Mm. Mm, I love so that. Make Thank sure of like sharing. all that, make sure research yeah. interview things like that mm, yes thank you for sharing that yeah i've always been curious so yes <sighs> mr aaron thank you so much i love this conversation yes this i appreciate been... you having me up here absolutely I'm excited to hear when it's out yes it'll be um, out next week so. Nice. nice so i'm super excited thank you for having me and of course it was only a matter of time my friend
Yes. yes. <laughs> I need to bring you on to the paper therapy um, Instagram again for another meditation. Like, Please and thank you. So I, I would love to. I loved it so much. Um, I had a blast and I really, um, it was so interesting. I'll just throw this little tidbit out right quick. Um, but I remember when I was first going live and stuff for when I was promoting my course and things, I was so nervous. I was scared shitless. Mm-hmm. And when I did that live, I had really, it really allowed me to see how far I had come um, because it just felt so natural and effortless. And it just really allowed me to just show up. Like that's just what I do on a, on a normal, on a, daily, on a daily basis, you know? So I, I had a blast. So anytime you need me, my friend, I am there because I love, I love doing things like that. A hundred percent. Love it. Definitely. Yeah. I want to bring some more like wellness folks up there. Um, on on the um the live mm-hmm. and like the reels and stuff like that life has been busy and crazy so i haven't had a chance to do more self-care sundays but i'm hoping that i can get more self-care sundays up there so yes yes in due time we will all align yes <laughs> well thank you so much aaron this has been a beautiful conversation i know i keep saying that because it is the truth it has been a beautiful conversation and i'm so glad that we were able to really go deeper on just things that we're passionate about and things that really inspire us. And I'm so glad that I was able to to really tap in a little bit deeper about what you do and how your start and your process and everything. Um, So thank you for that. And thank you for sharing your story with our listeners. And I'm taking away so much from this conversation just within my own creative field and business. So I really appreciate your candor and your honesty (laughs) and your authenticity. Like I, I, I just admire it so, so, so much. So thank you. Thank you for that. Yes. And we're going to have you back, my love. We yes. will have you Especially back. Mother Nature comes out. I oh, want to yeah. come back and just talk about the importance of your space. Yes. Um, because like, and that's what people like when they see Brother Nature's marketing, I don't really talk about home. Mm-hmm. I'm more talk about the space. Mm-hmm. I think that's important to acknowledge and that some people are going to have a home or may not feel as though it's home, but you can kind of create anything into your own space. Mm-hmm. so i'm excited to burn nature launch the new um edition of paper therapy i'm excited so i'm excited to come you back some dope stuff coming you're gonna close out 2021 real strong so yes. i'm excited yeah, I'm to see 32. it i'm turning 30 in december so i have to do every all oh, this stuff wow. i want to make sure that all this happens before the big 3-0 oh my god i did not know that yes yeah, december Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, turn 30 is exciting. Yes, yes. I'm just <laughs> distance. My goal is to one of my friends who's like from the Ivory Coast. We're gonna go to Coast and just be in Africa and just like go there, go to where my like I did ancestry.com. Um and I saw where like my ancestors were from. Um hashtag this is not an ad for them, so don't <laughs> <laughs> I just go and just do it because I said so. But I would love to see like where my ancestors are from. I think that'd be a dope 30th thing to do um, is to really be there and kind of like get grounded. But I love that. On, on Mother Africa, like take things off and just be. So, Dude, that's so funny. I, <laughs> I literally want to do the same thing for my, my Jesus year, my 33rd birthday. Uh-huh. Um and I was going to do my African ancestry as well. So that way, when I go there, you know, I'm going there intentionally. Um, 
but but yeah i want to do the exact same thing and and just and just tap touch touch the motherland just get that energy um and i have a a, a very deep connection to egypt so looking forward to that as well and and yeah like that's gonna be awesome that's gonna be very beautiful so yeah I'm super I can't wait to hear the stories about that <sighs> well you know my friend we can keep on talking so right like <laughs> it's gonna be a long podcast and just sit here like we just chilling in, on the couch <laughs> okay like yeah so i'm gonna let you go my love thank you thank you thank you again peace and blessings uh any any final words whatsoever just i think one be intentional hmm. with things you do two make sure you really know your north star or your why hmm. and then three learn how to take a compliment hmm. like because that's going to help you with all this self-doubt you're feeling hmm. or you're feeling like whoever needs to hear this is like like take a compliment like hold that hold it in mm. if someone tells you how dope you are hold that shit take a few deep breaths if you need to but remember that they're saying it for a reason you're fucking mm. dope mm. that's all i gotta that's say that. that's that on that y'all <laughs> <laughs> all right my love well, thank you again have a beautiful day okay yes you too <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave a rating or a review. Now, don't forget, I'm picking the best review at the end of the month and giving that person a free 30-minute energy reading. So, be sure to leave a review for the chance to be selected.